Ty Herndon on What Matters Most on the Music Universe Podcast. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, man. How are you hanging in there? Oh, hanging in there. What is it? March 902? <laughs> I, I don't know. We're, we're, what, a thousand years old now by this point? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But you know that what's what's making it bearable now is that there the nicer days are coming. I can spend my Saturdays out, and we have a nice big driveway. I li- I literally, I know I've talked about this before, but my exercise is to go out and just pace the driveway, and just wander around. I I can't do exercise equipment. I'm just I'm not that kind of person. But I'll go out, and I can I can be outside two three hours. It you know it doesn't bother me on my feet. And I'll just listen to an entire like set list of concert music that I've put together, live albums, and then I'll go in. So it's like the duration of a of a concert because I miss concerts that much and I'm going insane. So finally, things are starting to open back up, at least in California. They're further along in phase two, meaning not only can they do curbside pickup, they can actually allow customers inside of stores. Very limited, of course. And dine in restaurants can finally reopen. Um, we're still not uh, quite further as far along to allow concerts yet, but one in uh, Arkansas that happened recently, uh, being the first one back, uh, actually they sold it in pods, and it went from about 1,100 capacity to about 250 people. Uh, it did go on, and uh, surprisingly, it sounds like it went off without a hitch. But uh, I don't know if that's going to be the new future for concerts right now or if we're going to be able to, uh, you know, finally attend before the end of the year. Uh, Most artists have either postponed or canceled at this point. Many canceling, so that way you're uh, assured a refund while uh, others are postponing. So I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see that part out. And Ty actually had a big summer tour lined up, and then now that's just kind of been put to the wayside. Well, and he's a guy who deserves it. He's living his truth, which I think is what country music is all about. Ty Herndon is, it was such a joy to talk to him because he was, you'll hear him say the word, the phrase many times, he's an open book. And speaking of concerts and concert venues, he has a very unique way that he's working on, on getting some, uh, some fundraising for the Nashville Artist Relief Fund and while also using the brand names of some clubs around the country and, and licensing their names and, mm-hmm. and doing shows in that vein. So it's really, really fascinating to hear how he's getting creative in this time. Yeah, it's totally cool, and uh, I'm super excited about the interview. He was a blast, and uh, I think everyone will uh, be able to hear that in our interview with Ty Herndon. Ty Herndon, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. You should not have said you're an open book because we're going to go deep today. Sir, thank you so much for for being here. How are you doing? I can take it. <laughs> I love it. Dude, I'm, I'm sitting on the tailgate of my pickup truck out in front of my house. So there's, you know, that's, that's pretty much an open book. Right oh, there. good. Awesome. Good. How, how much property do you have? Are you able to spread out while we're all staying home? Are you, are you good to go? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's interesting, you know, my mom lives 15 minutes from here for the last, you know, couple months. You know, it's interesting uh, to have your mom stand at the front door and go, you can't come in the house. <laughs> I said, mom, <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, but I don't want you to ever say that to me again. <laughs> no. So we have found humor in, in our safety because I think so much is going on in the world today, and there's so many opinions, and there's so many hearts on – people are wearing their hearts on their sleeves. I think – you know, the most important thing is is 
is to follow the rules and uh, to listen. I've learned to really listen, and you know, uh, I've always been, I've always kind of done that as a songwriter, but it's a different level of listening because you kind of listen for exactly what people need, you know. And and for, for my family, we we've been very clear about what we need and and, and what the rules are, and uh, for our friends and for our loved ones. Um, to, to be there for those who are um, not doing as well, and um, and and just you know, to as, as my grandmother used to say, son, try to be a blessing in, in somebody's day. <laughs> so <laughs> I try to live by that. <laughs> yeah, you just moved. You mentioned your house. You just moved. How'd you pull that off during this pandemic? And uh, did you move to be closer to your mother? Um, no, I actually um, I had. You know, I always like to say this. Uh, uh, I've been so blessed in my life, and we, you know, we had one of the uh, the biggest tours booked for me in a long time that uh, that was taking place this summer. And uh, and uh, uh, we'll talk about this later, but a, a documentary and all kind of stuff on the books that we will still do. But uh, nice. immediately for me, and I know a lot of people felt this way. I know, I know you guys will relate to this, but immediately for me, with the things that I've been through in my life. My my entire system. When I heard the news that this country was shutting down, the tour was off, everything was done, and all my entire body and system went back to, oh, oh my God, it's okay. Life is kind of life is kind of over. Everything I've worked for, I went into victim mode immediately. Mm-hmm. We'll get the heavy stuff out of the way here right up front. And um, you know, I, I kind of became, you know, I've been sober a long time, and I kind of became that kid. That was curled up in the corner that had no idea what to do. My body remembered that in in a time of uh, because I listen in, in, in my wor- in, in my worst days I've always been able to uh, to go out and do a show and make it better, but all of a sudden I'm being told I can't do that anymore. I'm being told that my brothers and sisters are, are losing their houses because they can't pay their house payments, and uh, and, and then my fellow musicians and, um, and and for me it was like bye guys. See you later. All right. Um, hey, I told you, tailgate truck up. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was kind of frozen for a minute. And it was my, my. Uh, this is my mother. We just talked about my mother. So she called me one afternoon. She said, "Hey, you, you know that platform you have?" I said, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "You know that platform you have where you, you stand on it and you tell people and you help people and you sing." I said, "You mean the stage?" She goes, "No." <laughs> I mean the pla- the platform that you have. I said yes, ma'am. She goes, "How much is it for sale for?" Because you're not using it. <laughs> oh, savage oh. mama! I love that. I said, "Excuse me." She goes, "Well, if you're just going to be sitting over there in the corner and losing your mind about what you think you have lost," she goes, "Well, you might as well sell that platform because you're being of no use to anyone." And I burst into tears. I was like, "Oh my god!" I became the six year old. Um, I get a little emotional about it now, but but moms, thank you, moms out there, for you know being. This Mother's Day was um, was extremely special because I got to kind of say, "Hey, mom, you know, thanks for reminding me of the, the stock I came from." <laughs> oh yeah, they have no bones about doing that. And she says something so poignant. So poignant. She goes, "Well, if you don't know by now." <laughs> <laughs> So that's my story about my mom, and I am obviously out of the corner, and I'm doing well, and we're um, we are uh, 
about to, to launch a whole brand of new stuff that we're doing just to help our fellow musicians and help people get back on their feet. Talk a little bit more about that. What's the initiative? Well, the initiative for us is, you know, like, uh, the Academy of Country Music has a musicians fund. Uh, Music Cares here in Nashville has a music fund to, to help, you know, to help on many levels um, people that are in the music business connected to the music business. And quite honestly, those 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 uh, bank accounts are getting close to empty. So for for us, it's just about uh, we are uh, we, we are doing concerts online um we're doing something really cool uh we're actually uh, i said okay so the venues are not going to come to me and hire me right now what if i go to the venues and hire them and my agent me across the other like what <laughs> i said i want to hire a few venues i want to i want to hire their brand i want to um do these concerts exactly like we have done them before except their mailing list and their uh and their fans get to just kind of tune in and they get to uh to, to sell those tickets and we'll be doing a 75 minute set we created a stage and all of their uh, mailing lists will be able to tune into it and uh you know and of course any of the fans that want to so and just it's it's just a kind of a rebranding of of artists being able to um we don't want these venues to go away i mean come on you know, these are these are these are this um Kristen Chinua said something kind of cool to me. She said, she goes, Hey, you guys that are selling the 250 seats are kind of king right now. I said, really? Okay. Well, <laughs> I said, amazing. <laughs> well, let's, let's go do it. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Luke Bryan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's my friend. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I love it. Buddy, I'm going to kind of steal your question. Cause off of what Ty is saying here. Um, first of all, I want to let you know, I came out in 2013 Congratulations. Um, and watching your story, it's interesting to hear you say that you uh, that you're doing all this to support Nashville, to support to support the music row and and all of this, because we were wondering, you know, in those early days when you were finally acknowledging your truth, did you feel like you had lost that sense of Nashville community a little bit? And did it take some time to come back to it? You know, it was interesting because I had some trouble in my career way early on, and I, I felt more like at that time I had lost my my connection to Nash, Nashville. Um, of course, that was really a, a really horrible time for me, but uh, coming out, I was in a much healthier frame of mind. So I think I think I think um, one thing we've been talking about is, is you know mental health right now because I, I, you know people are. Um, mental health is very important right now, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna just add this in there. People, check on your family, check on your friends, because we don't really know on a daily basis what's going on. So, um, I I lost you know a couple of friends already just from some mental health issues. So, but to answer your question, I think um, I was in a much better place when I came out, and I also was in a place that I knew that I had to be good in my bones and my skin. And if I never got to sing again, I had to be okay with that because it was more important for me to be happy. Now, could I be happy without music? No, it would have found a way. But right. I, I knew that I had to be able to mentally say I could walk away from this if I wasn't accepted and welcome. And when I go and talk to kids today, I, I'm so grateful to say that that was not my story. My community, Nashville, really embraced me, and I give a lot of that credit to a young lady named Shelly Wright <laughs> because she came out seven years prior to me and really, you know, took some some hard hits. And um, 
Um, you know, but she has also flourished. And so but there, there are those who always come before us. And I ha- I'm happy to say that I had a good teacher in her and what to expect and also to expect the unexpected. Yeah, totally. And that had to probably be, if not one of the most hardest things you've ever done. Well, it was. It was a hard decision. And people say, oh, it's so easy to come out. I'm like, excuse me, come here and sit down. We need to talk about this for a minute. Let's go. I'm going to sit you down and talk to you like Oprah would. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. It's, it's so much mental anguish and decision and conversations because coming out doesn't just, I mean, it is your freedom, but you have to look at, okay, um, I, you know, I've got this pretty awesome family, and I've got how's it gonna how's it gonna affect my kid brother? How's it gonna affect? Now you still get to come out, but you have the opportunity to have the conversations and know what to expect coming out. Now with some of these kids, and they're not safe to come out, we absolutely say don't. You know, let's let's build you a safe family um, that that you have a that you have a soft place and a safe place to fall or to land. I hate that word fall to land and. Um, um, so it's just it's 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 not as easy as just I'm sure you know this. It's just saying, hey, I'm making this announcement one day, and um, you know, with Shelly, with Billy Gilman, with with so many of my uh, uh, some of the celebrity friends that I have, it's a, it was uh, it, you know, it's <laughs> you're taking a a chance at losing family, at friends, career over something that is so that I feel like today is is um. It's not something you could lo- you should lose anything over. <laughs> you, uh, you, you, and I mean, I'm going to keep talking if you guys don't mind. And when I talk to kids today, please, I, also, please. I also tell them, um, and I've got a chance to do the LGBT Center in Los Angeles, uh, a lot of Zoom conversations today that hasn't stopped, just to say, you know, look, um, you, you are in charge of your coming out. You're in charge of what that looks like. And if you want to come to Nashville and be a songwriter, a singer, a, uh, you know, a, a movie star, if you want to go to Hollywood, then train for those things and be the best that you can be. And I promise you, your sexuality has nothing to do with that, really. You know, it's 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 your brain and your heart and your creativity. So I love being able to, sh- to tell that story. It's beautiful. That is beautiful because – People worry in Nashville. I mean, it was a storyline in the TV show Nashville. What happens to a career when somebody comes out? And it is so wonderful to see you doing this and continuing to be an artist and your authentic self. Thank you. And and I will say this: that TV show Nashville, they told my story and they never paid me. By the way, y'all, know, they owe me some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you should be getting yeah some royalties on that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've been hit in the head by a beer bottle. He's not the only, he wasn't the only one. I, I actually got to be friends with uh, with Chris, the actor, that, and uh, we talked on the phone several times. But I'm like, uh, yeah, that beer bottle happened, man. Hit me smack in the head. <laughs> now, uh, that's um, that was a very powerful show. Uh, it, it kind of, you know, not a hundred percent exactly like the way the business works, but it makes you wonder for sure if, uh, you know, that kind of stuff happens. Um, so any, uh, it doesn't take, I mean, <laughs> Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so how much of, um, and I know we're, we're joking about the, the national storyline. How much of that storyline can you 
but is that a hundred percent relatable or maybe a portion of it relatable? I mean, how much of that is actually you? 101% of, of, of yeah, relatable. The, um, I think, you know, Shane, between Shane McNally and myself, a lot of people were able to, uh, they interviewed me quite a few times about the show. And, and you know, a lot of the storylines were um, from uncomfortable moments and, you know, from walking into radio stations and not being welcome, you know, just because of a rumor and, you know, walking on stage just, you know, because somebody said something about you and having, having, you know, actually I've been stabbed in the hand and a beer bottle thrown at me. Um, and that's way before I came out. So, you know, it's just, um, I think people fear what they don't understand and that fear can turn into action and action can really hurt people. And so I think they, mm -hmm. I think they did a really good job of portraying that on the show. And, um, you know, and it was, Hey, it, it educated people that never been talked about or been a storyline on anything to do with Nashville. So. It was uh, it was appreciated actually. Well, let's get back to talking about the music. Are you taking this time to uh, to write anything, to work on anything of your own, music wise? Now that you're settled in the new house. Well, uh, to be honest with you, once I uh, <laughs> once my mama decided not to sell my platform, and I got my I got my head out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I just jumped into uh, what what music was going to look like to, for the fans, and um, and still producing other artists. And, and there's a little girl in Alabama we're producing right now, and she's amazing. And um, seeing shows like American Idol still doing it from home, you know, music will always find a way. It doesn't matter. From the worst times we've ever been in our existence, um, music and entertainment will always find a way. And I'm I'm just I'm grateful to see that you know. We couldn't go to the fans, but they're sure coming to us. For me, man, I, I, we just did a new original song. Uh, we just wrote a new original song. Yeah, man, but, um, I am writing, and my producer and I um, uh, are, are writing songs. We're, we're creating new platforms for online. You know, and hopefully by hopefully later this year or the earliest next year, we'll, we'll be able to go back to venues. And we don't know what that's going to look like, but until then. You know, people are still going to buy music. You know, I know that. I know that I bought the new Bonnie Raitt album back when I got out of rehab, and I couldn't even afford a, pet, a jar of peanut butter. But I bought the Bonnie Raitt album. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to have music. I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're we're coming up on a year of your Got It Covered album. Tell us, uh, and that's uh, you covering a lot of songs, including Bonnie Raitt, Mark Cohn and uh, Carrie Underwood, and uh, some reimaginings of your own songs, too. Tell us about uh, what inspired you to do that and how those songs have affected you. Well, I'm going to be very, very honest with you because I, I that's just how I roll today. We put out uh, a, a gorgeous album before that. It didn't get a whole lot of attention. It was all brand new original written stuff. And, you know, I'm not on a major record label anymore. I'm on a – curiously enough, I'm back on Sony where I had most of my hits, but I'm on Sony Distribution. And, you know, they do what they can without having a radio hit to get the music out there. So you're kind of dependent on um, uh, webinars and, and interviews like you guys are doing and, and just to get the music out there. And I decided, okay, I got to do something really special here. I've got to do something that makes some noise. And so that's, um, that's how this whole idea was born. I'm going to record 
some of my friend's songs. I'm going to reimagine some of my songs, and I'm going to throw some dance mixes on there. And it uh, just kind of really puts me in the envelope of current me. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. And it and and then my dear producer Eric Halbig, uh, we've been because I've been singing the alternative version of What Matter Most. Eric's worked with me for twenty something years. He goes, "You've been singing this under your breath forever. Why don't you just sing it out loud, dude?" <laughs> Brilliant. I'm gonna. And it was the twenty fifth anniversary of the song, and so I. I started the album with a new version for I put my money where my mouth is with all these kids that I'm telling to come to Nashville and don't and just do your art, do the best that you can do. And I loved what we created with that song. And I had no fear about it until I walked in the studio to sing it. Mm. I only sang it through twice. I did a totally in rhymes moment, I will tell you right now. I <laughs> I walked in, I I sang the first verse, and that's what you hear. I got to the verse, the chorus. I just freaking lost it. I mean, I started, I started just weeping, and the um, all the guys in the studio kind of just cleared the room. They let me have that moment, and I think there was 25 years of singing that song, kind of just welled up in me, and the freedom of that moment. And um, so we took a pause. <laughs> came back in and I started that chorus the second the first chorus and I sang it out and that's what you hear on the record mm. uh, I refused wow. to sing anymore I was like you're not going to get it I, that's that's the best you're going to get out of me <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's the story behind that song and so we um we opened the record with that and out of respect for the songwriters and the song itself for 25 years I closed it with the original version because it also deserved my respect. It was it was the ship that carried me a long ways. And now I just do now I started I started one way and I started the regular way and ended the new way and people come to their feet. Well, when they could, hopefully they'll be back. <laughs> now they're coming yeah. to their feet at home. I love it. <laughs> that's that's amazing because I watched the music video literally ten minutes before we came online to do this. And you can sense, just the way the music video was done, you can sense the emotion in that room from everybody there who loved, who loves you for you and obviously put their heart into seeing you do it that way. And we're going to air this, I think, uh, I was talking with Buddy, I'm hoping we'll air this in June, Pride Month, a year to, uh, a year to yeah. the date of the album. Uh, thank you for, thank That's you amazing. for doing it that way. <laughs> I will be, I will be, I will be, I will be putting that out on all my socials well, absolutely that'll be well, great awesome. Awesome. oh we ain't we're not done yet i'm just telling you right now that uh that that's what we're gonna do and i'm telling you thank you for doing it uh this how important how hard was it singing it live in the 90s the original way was it harder to connect to the song when you were singing it live before this version or, or was it it easy? was it was harder to connect with it in the studio the day i recorded it and you know um yeah, my uh, my producer at the time, Doug Johnson, you know, had a good idea what was going on with me, you know, and uh, um, I'm, I'm sure he wondered why this handsome cowboy kept coming to the studio to visit me all the time that I've been with for 14 <laughs> years. <laughs> it's like, I don't think you guys are just friends. <laughs> so so I, uh, I uh, kind of just, I, I looked at William and I just kind of 
you know, there's a cool story to that too. I just kind of imagined I was, you know, singing it to him and, um, and got through the song and man, it, rest is history. That, that thing took off like gangbusters. And honestly, I never thought it would. I mean, I was just kind of hoping for, because I was, I was in hiding. I thought, wow, I just, you know, I want to, I want a nice little medium career, just have a few chart records and I can work. Um, I didn't expect Sony to do such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, things took off like crazy and, uh, um, it became harder and harder to, to hide. And as you know, if you know anything about me, you know that I became a severe drug addict and almost lost my life a couple of times. And, you know, and by the grace of God, uh, that was not my story. I did not lose my life. And I'm here to tell a bigger story today. What was the kick in the ass? What was the kick in the ass? Um, the kick in the ass for the drugs, the addiction, you mean? The whole thing. Yeah. What was it? Oh wow, the kick the whole kick in the ass. Oh the kitten caboodle. <laughs> standing in front of thirty thousand people no, excuse me, with Garth. Standing in front of, you know, what was it, forty five thousand people one day and the next day barely able to get two hundred people to come to a show. Yeah. So wow. it uh it was it was king for a moment. I'm gonna write that song too. There you go. But my story wasn't king for a moment. My story was king for a lifetime. And um, it's uh, it's been spectacular, you know. So in my ten minutes in the corner with uh, virus from hell, you know, I can't say but I, I can't say the words my mama would kick my ass for one to say right now about about <laughs> this virus. Yeah, you know. But it it I believe you know I'm a I'm a godly man. I believe it's you know something straight from the depths of the deepest root of hell, and it's our job to kick its ass back there. <laughs> so people, wear your mask, wash your hands. Don't don't go sardine deep in nightclubs when they tell you you can. So yeah, I mean everything's starting to possibly you know you know in California where I'm at things are starting to open up a little at a time. And um, and listen, I, kinda, and I think we you know, our economy out. cannot die. I, our economy cannot die. And I won't get political in this interview, but I will tell you this because I'm not political. I'm just I'm factual, and I just think. We have to open our country back up, but we have a responsibility to be careful. We have a responsibility to our children, to our grandparents, to those who are weaker than us, to be careful. Wear your mask, wash your hands, touch doorknobs, wipe them off. You know, just just use common sense. And um, you know, I listened to my mother, and that's all she said to do. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to my mom. I'm not, I'm not gonna listen to anybody else right now. <laughs> So you've got uh, an anniversary coming up. Uh, it's pretty important. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, about uh, that and uh, what you guys have planned? Oh, man, I, I wish I could tell you the whole plan right now, but um, I'm going to tell you as much as I can. But when um, when I came out, I wanted to do something so special for – I didn't want any more of those kids sitting at home watching the, the country music awards to think they couldn't um, love themselves enough to come to Nashville and just be special. So – we everyone matters. So um, we started the the the, uh, um, the Ty Herndon um, Love and Acceptance Foundation, and um, this coming June second will be our six year anniversary for that. And we have a huge announcement coming about how we're going to honor that. And um, uh, you know me, you guys got anything from this conversation? You know I'm not going to let that I'm not going to let that pass by. No sir, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna. 
do something really special. So um, the concert for love and acceptance. Well, let's just say, stay tuned. See, I want to say it so bad, I can't even. I'm not even going to do it. Stay tuned, guys. Thank you. <laughs> An open book was right. Ty, this was fantastic. I could go for a whole heck of a lot longer. Please come back. This was this was a thrill. I will, man. Yeah, you, you got to let me off the phone because I'm starting to get political. We don't want that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Trust me. We we got Shelly Wright for that. She's she's our she's our she's our preacher oh, yeah. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Well, you guys have been spectacular, and I I think uh, you know. I love the fact that you allow me to be an open book. So thank you. Well, you never know. You never know comfort level. You know, you came out, you did it. Is it in the past or do you still talk about it? That's why we, we always approach cautiously. We're never one for the ambush. You know, we're never one to, uh, to just go, to just go for the jugular like that. That's not who we are. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that. But as, as my, as my hubby says, if you don't ask him, he's going to say it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> good and that's what matters uh, you, you, you see i see what you did there yeah <laughs> I, I left out the most important part <laughs> yeah, i love it this is awesome <laughs> i love when they come on and they just want to have a conversation and aren't so formal and mm-hmm. want to talk about whatever we want to talk about and he was i th- i feared my biggest fear was that he would be more guarded like, you know, my history is my history and let's focus on the now. Right. But no, he realizes and recognizes it as part of his story. And that was such a cool, cool thing to hear. Yeah. And I was really um, surprised the Nashville uh, topic uh, of the TV series, you know, that that uh, he was consulted on that. So kind of, um, you know, well, put that unofficially. In perspective. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it it's still kind when of. When you uh, see it, Chris. Anybody who knows country music, when you see Chris Carmack's storyline on on there, you can't help but think Ty and, and Billy Gilman. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think this was our most honest uh, interview so far that we've done, most revealing and personal. But it was it was a thrill. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it, and I'm sure we will be talking to him again soon. Oh, yeah. would love to work with him. All righty. Well, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening. And keep checking out themusicuniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Mm-hmm.